0: hello welcome back to pod save africa it's akandia dearly here again thank you for bearing with us over our long summer break i've spent the time traveling learning more about myself and truly just taking a break i've however missed pod save africa though and i've missed every single one of my listeners i've missed bringing you news and facts and stories every week and i'm excited to continue to do so during my brief sabbatical I've had the great opportunity to meet a few incredible people Some of whom I'd like to highlight in this mini-season prior to the beginning of our season There are five of them and I'm excited to share the thoughts and the conversation I had with them First up on the series for the fascinating people that I've met is Iko If I were to use two words to describe him, I'd describe him as the uniter. I'd leave you to learn the rest as you listen to the conversation we had. Please enjoy and have a wonderful rest of your listening. Iko, how about you tell my listeners about yourself?
1: Uh, yo, appreciate it. Um, so as you said, my name is Iko Baco. Um, family originally from Nigeria. I was born and raised in Ohio, so born in youngstown ohio and grew up in columbus ohio
0: nice awesome awesome and uh you go what do you do now and where are you uh, now? i think that's important too
1: oh for sure yeah so grew up in ohio and then i moved to los angeles california like a little over a year ago okay love the weather out here so much preferred to that ohio winter uh, okay. um and i currently work in in the tech sector i work for a uh like a digital organizing company i do like community development with them okay so basically trying to you know connect their users to each other mm-hmm. help them learn from each other um, on the on the on the platform and then also doing like community ac- community building activities like you know community dinners, film screenings
0: uh that type of thing okay awesome so uh that's kind of the general idea of your story so far but before going into let's just start with a little bit of shock value. If I were to ask, um, what is your single or what is one of your most defining experiences so far? Like what's that thing that has happened to you in life that was really very, very, you know, life changing or defining on who you are right now? Mm. Um mm, that's a really good question. Yeah, we so, might start deep on this podcast. Yeah.
1: Um I guess I can say the the greatest I mean, one of, you know, one of the most defining moments for me so far was, I would say when my father had a stroke when I was, I think I was 16 or 17 in high school, hmm. and, you know, this is somebody who was like, you know, the pillar of the family, you know, we, I grew up in, a, in an African store, so my, hmm. my parents ran a store from the time I was maybe four years old up until I was 15. And my pops is always, you know, is the manager, the runner of, of this store. He is always such a giant to me, you know. He can he can carry anything. He can do anything. He works nonstop, you know. And then I come home when I'm in high school. You know, I come home from school one day and nobody's home. You know, I knew something was strange, but, you know, this is kind of almost pre-cell phone days. Not really, but before I had a cell phone. Yeah. So nobody had contacted me and then you know, come to find out they'd been in the hospital, my father suffered a stroke, hmm. you know, not sure if he'll be able to, you know, talk again, walk again, anything. Hmm. So that experience shook me, you know. It, it, it shook me to the core. And then from then on, you know, to watch him fight to recover, um, you know, he's, he's still, you know, weak on the left side of his body, but he's still active he's still living a normal living a great life but that kind of propelled me to be from from being a child to being a man because i could no longer just kind of sit in the background of the house i had to make sure that things got done because in his absence you know a lot of things need to be done i had to really help and support him during his time of recovery and you know you can't really prepare yourself for something like that but it it humbles you, you know, you realize yeah. how, when you realize how short life is, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's a, uh, it's, it's a huge, huge experience.
0: Yeah. Yes. And that, that kind of makes you grow up a little quicker than, than most people would expect to, right? Um, oh yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Okay. So, um, given that that's one of your most defining experiences, it seems like your parents and family seems to be particularly important to you. Um, you, yeah, absolutely. yeah, you like to bring people together professionally, in fact, uh, I, I got to meet you at, and, and socially as well, outside of work, Um, I got to meet you at Yabus Night, which is one of the events you organize, Um, and, and I don't, I, I, something about that room, even though it was a group of strangers, it made me feel like, kind of at the end of the night, that people kind of felt a little more like family, I made a bunch of friends there, a lot of people did the same, it, do you think, like, this comes from your personal importance with family and things like that?
1: Oh, man, absolutely. Like, you know, I have uh, three sisters, a brother, Mm. and, you know, my two parents. And we, like I was saying, we grew up in this African store. So we were always together. We were always working. Mm. And the community, the African community in, in, um, in Columbus, you know, they gravitated to this place. My parents are, you know, super loving, super kind, super nice people and right. you know the, it was kind of a hub you know i knew if i didn't know you you know i knew your parents because they had come by the store to come get some food or come check right. out the art or come right. check out the books right. and i loved those types of experiences mm-hmm. and i never so i guess when i grew up i never really felt disconnected from africa i always felt like you know even though i was not born in nigeria i felt just as african just as unit as anybody else because this is where I I grew up, I thought, in Africa, you know. I'm listening to the song of Bella Kuti hmm. all day. Even before I knew his name, I knew his music. Yeah. And I guess how Yavis Night came to came to be was, you know, actually you know, it actually kinda of came from a time of like depression I would say. Huh. You know. Huh. Um the year the first the first time I did it was in two thousand and sixteen, and at the end of the year. Okay. But I thought two thousand sixteen was such a tough year, hmm. especially for the not only the black community but the African community as well. You know, there's so many unarmed black males being killed. Their yeah. murders publicized so huge in the media, hmm. um, in the African community. I don't know if you remember this uh, story of it was a Somali, uh, immigrant mm-hmm. who, you know, that, you know, had like an outburst at OSU Yeah, came out with a knife. You, you right. remember how, how that story played out.
2: Yeah, and I at remember. the
1: time that that was going on, I was, I was in the gym. Hmm. So I saw the, I saw the headlines on the TV kind of late and, you know, they're saying, um, X amount of terrorists on oh, campus wow. run, hide and fight for your life. And I'm like, yo, this sounds like a crazy, huge operation. You know, right. why would, why would some international terrorist organization descend on OSU? OSU yeah, to cause this kind of, cause this kind of chaos.
0: Right. So really
1: before I make any judgment, before I, you know, get on Facebook and Twitter mm-hmm. and start talking, let me see what's actually what's, what's going on. Hmm. So you know, come to learn about what the incident that happened. He drove his car to the crowd, came out with a knife. And he was killed within, what, 30 seconds or killed within one minute?
0: Yeah, it was very police. short, pretty much immediately.
1: Very, very short amount of time. Yeah. And then I, I read, I'm I reading about his backstory, and, you know, he was new to OSU, you know, mm-hmm. been in the U.S. for not so long,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and he was, like, featured in the school newspaper saying how he was, he was nervous about being at OSU, apprehensive, because he doesn't know how people feel about Muslims, he doesn't mm-hmm. know where he can pray. And I felt like that was, you know, kind of a cry for help. And then you go and read the comments, and you see what people are saying about this kid, like, fuck you, go back to your country, go Trump, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, damn. You know, I don't condone any kind of violence by any means. Hmm. However, you know, people are demonizing him, but they don't know that they probably caused him Hmm. to have this reaction you know he's given a cry for help and he received nothing but hate from that
2: Hmm.
1: and you know for me as a african immigrant living in or you know child of immigrants and living in columbus i can feel the tension Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. the the neighborhood where my parents live is a huge somali community people are scared to leave their homes they're scared to go outside Hmm. um scared to go to work scared to go to school because they don't know what you know the people in in the world are are, they don't know what they're going to do Mm -hmm. So, the first, yeah, Beast Night for me was just like a, it was for healing, you know? Hmm. I felt so stressed and so depressed, and I didn't know how I can, and, you know, even express myself, and I know a lot of people in the community were feeling the same way, hmm. and, you know, one thing I love uh, to do is share my culture, sure. In my culture, and Nigerian culture, uh you know Yahvis in, in pigeon English means to, to make fun of, to make, make fun. light of yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and and you know, that's what fella did with his his music, right. which was very a very serious themes talking about all the corruption and brutality and craziness going on in Nigeria.
2: Right. But
1: by making light of it, everybody is exposed to it. So okay, mm-hmm. how about if I steal that concept
2: mm-hmm.
1: and 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 use that and bring it to bring it to life. So all mm-hmm. I did was I ran a microphone. Okay um my you know my friend Bevin who I organized this with yep. you know she reached out to her friends at um upper cups and we made it happen hmm. just you know we have a venue which is a hub of a community you know uh air train owned but they're not exclusive to their community everybody comes there right. so to gather people there share my food with okay. them uh is you know I think that's very important because I'm exposing them to you know, how nice we eat, too. you know,
0: yeah. Yeah. that's our culture,
1: you know, and mm-hmm. if you go to any nice dairy home, the first thing they're going to ask you is, having is, is having you "Have you have
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And then right. b-
1: before you respond, there's a plate, a fat, huge plate, yeah. you know, right in front of you that you don't know how you're going to finish it. But if you don't finish it, you're going to get all, the, <laughs> all those books. Like, <laughs> yeah. yo, you don't, you don't like my food? Yeah. So like, I, I love to be able to share my food in that way. And I don't have any real issues with being like, vulnerable I guess like hmm. you know I don't, I don't have any problems with sharing my experiences with people okay. and if by me being vulnerable allows other people to do that
0: okay. then you know I don't really,
1: I would love to be somebody who can kind of be like a I guess a, a beacon for other people to share what they're going through hmm. so we talked about you know a few different themes like
2: right.
1: how do we deal with cultural appropriation versus cultural appreciation hmm. you know people love they love hip hop. They love I mean sports which is all run by us. They love right. our clothes. They call right. it, you know, we're so cool, blah, blah, blah. But these cops will blast you in a second. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You if true. you you hear how these people or you hear how people talk about us in the media and all kinda of stuff. Like they love everything that we produce,
2: mm-hmm. but they don't
1: love our bodies. They don't love us as human mm-hmm. beings. So and yeah. we talked about that. We talked about um, you know, something that's not really talked about uh, that much in our cultures is like, you know, oh, like love and dating. You know, like yeah. oh, 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 no, no, even, even before myself, like okay. love and dating. Okay. Like, you know, if okay. for some reason our parents just expect us like, okay, <laughs> uh, you're not supposed to date, but one day you're supposed to see this girl. and you're just supposed to be You just know, oh, first of all, first of all, my parents, <laughs> they were my whole life. They're always telling me, "Yeah, we're gonna go to Nigeria and find you a wife. We're gonna no, go really? to Nigeria and find you a wife." Okay. I'm like, how? how can I just go to a country that I've never lived in?
0: Yep. You know,
1: meet a girl that speaks a language I don't speak. And then we're just going to be connected, magically in love, and have all these beautiful Nigerian children. I'm like, yo, it's not not like a beautiful dream, but for me, it's it's so much pressure. It's terrifying. I'm like, yo, I can't just go and... That's not how the real world works.
0: Yep. So,
1: we talked about that. How how does love and dating look in your culture
2: hmm.
1: versus how is it here in America where we live, you know, and how do we bridge, how do we bridge that gap? How do we, you know, not wild out, but how do we kind of expose our parents to how we, you know, experience our relationships? Hmm. So we talked about that.
2: Hmm. And
1: then also mental health. That's something that I'm like, I speak very strongly about because we all go through depression. I've had my fair share hmm. of you know, depressive episodes, Hmm. but it's not, um, I think that the one thing that always helps me is to realize is like, you're not the only one who goes through that. People, Hmm. I think when you're really depressed, people always forget that. Like, like, oh, I'm I'm, I'm crazy. You feel
0: alone. I don't know.
1: You feel alone. I don't know what I'm doing with my life, blah, blah, blah. But if you can just kind of get over that hump and, and realize that everybody has these emotions, you know, we are, you know, God's creation. We have a vast, wide array of emotion, mm-hmm. and we all experience all of them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, just it, once you can hear how other people are, what they're going through, what they're facing,
2: mm-hmm. and how
1: they dealt with it, I think it it, it can really, really, um, you know, have a profound impact on you and help you change. You know, and that and that's why I really love mm-hmm. the microphone. You know. Right. I think what's the most empowering thing about Yavis night is, you know, I'll share these themes and I'll kind of talk about how it's affected me in my life. Mm -hmm. But then once I open the mic, you know, whoever feels compelled to share can do that. And once you can tell, once you can proclaim power over something to an audience of people, Hmm. you know, I feel like you can, once you can name it, Hmm. then you can start taking steps on making change, you know, so i think you know being able to express yourself you know not for not just to yourself you know to people to tell them what you're going through um and to share with them is, is very empowering so I love to be able to you know organize and bring people together in that way you mm-hmm. know it's on a job yeah, night is always on Friday night because so that's it's, when <laughs> that's when fella had his job night yeah, yeah and the, the this is not it's, yeah it's, i've been trying mm-hmm. it's not a um, for for the way we do it now it's not really a... Party, you know, it's not a turn up. Yeah, you know, people can be doing anything else on a Friday. Right, but it's it's kind of unique to come mm-hmm. and talk about, you know, real life experiences and just be amongst your peers and a loving community mm-hmm. on a Friday. So, you know, anybody who comes and shares that experience is
0: like, you know, I really I really appreciate it, and I know they appreciate just mm-hmm. that collective atmosphere. Do you ever hear feedback? People tell you about you know kind of their experiences with, with meeting people or being able to just share what they're going through at the time. Um, I don't know. Like
1: the feedback is, is always good. People are like, man, I've never really been to anything like this. You know, I I don't know. Like people, I feel like people see so many other people in the community, but they never get the chance to actually connect and meet. Hmm. So, you know, here it's, it's kind of cool to see people just making those um, connections. And I, you know, I, I see a lot of people like through like Instagram who become like followers of each other mm-hmm, and, you know, mm-hmm. just because they met at, at this time mm-hmm. and, you, you know, you never know what they, they'll actually create after that. You know, that's, that's up to them. I just love to see it happen. I just like to be the facilitator of that. That's awesome. the, the feedback is always, you know, it's always largely
0: positive. And uh, you you've also hosted a Yabbis Night out in L.A. Haven't you? I did. So
1: what was that one about?
0: um, So I did that
1: um, with my two good friends from Columbus who I live here with now, uh, Pedro and Darius.
2: Hmm.
1: And it was on. We did it on 10th, which is October 10th, World Mental Health Day.
2: Hmm.
1: And I thought that was so important because. Well, one, do you ever hear this uh this like I don't know if it's slang or what, but in, in Nigeria they like, say are you 1010? I was like saying like what's up. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. like are you good.
1: Yeah, I'm like, are you good? Like I'm like that that's really dope because, you know, when I went to Nigeria the last time, I didn't know what the fuck people were saying. I'm like, yo, I've never heard this word 1010. What does that mean? Um, but I think that's a very very dope concept like you you're basically checking in with the person like you know, what's your what's your mood like what's your level at like are you are you 1010 are you good mm. so world mental health day is on 1010 and I wanted to really have a conversation focused on what does mental health look like in the black community you know mm. how do I feel like we take in we have so many um, pressures against us so many uh, triggers we, you know we're constantly being attacked mm. and yet we're always supposed to be a strong. You know, strong black man, a yeah. strong black woman,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but we're not allowed to be broken. We're not we're not allowed to be hurt. If if you know if, if we're struggling mentally, oh, they're crazy. Hmm. Or or sometimes your parents say, oh, just pray about it, give it to God. But hmm. that doesn't that doesn't always work for me. You know, like yeah. I can't just I can't just pray about my mental state and then oh now I feel great now that's that's not always how it works so I wanted to really break that down like um how do you know some of the the questions that I ask are how do you know you're not 10 out of 10 how do you know you're not good Hmm. you know for me I know I'm not good if I I can't talk to my peers if I can't reach out to my friends if I'm isolating myself if I can't sleep I know I'm not good those are the Hmm. signs of like yo I need to I need to make a change. And then we ask, what do you do to heal yourself?
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, you know, for me, it's doing the things that I love to do, whether that is go outside, go play basketball, or go take some photos, or, I don't know, go eat fried chicken. I always joke <laughs> about that, but I'm actually dead serious. I love <laughs> eating fried chicken. So if I'm sorry, if I'm, I'm going to go pull up at the nearest fried chicken spot. Um, or, you know, just call my friend. Just have a quick conversation. Like, yo, how are you doing? Hmm. So I'm just doing something small. Right. Um, you know, just to help you feel normal, you know, just do things you like,
2: hmm.
1: you know, because I feel like when people get depressed, they just shut down, you know, they don't do anything, they just kind of get stuck I mean, at least for me, I, I can get stuck, I can just sit in my desk in my room for hours and just hmm. be festering, just anger and self, hmm. self-hate self and, and it's not good, it's not constructive, so stepping out of my comfort zone or just doing something that I, I feel comfortable doing, it always hmm. helps me Oh, awesome. um and, and then we also talked about how do we heal as a community yeah yeah how, how, and
0: what did you get from that
1: i got a lot of different reactions you know some some people talked about community as as god hmm. like that that was like the most profound um response that i heard because i've never really thought about it that way not god as in the church hmm. but you know god as in you know the creator for for him praying was his way, that was his community. By him being able to talk to God, it's how he can Mm -hmm. heal as a community, and praying for others. I was Mm -hmm. like, wow, that's really powerful. That's really powerful. Yeah, so you always get, like, you know, different responses from different people, so I love just to be able to open up the conversation like that, so...
0: All right, that's, that's yeah. awesome. And and uh, you, on a different note, you, you like to travel, from my understanding. Um, and this is just a cursory search of your Instagram. What's um, what's that brought you? What are the places you've visited? What were the interesting experiences you've had?
1: Oh, yeah, so uh, I love to travel because I, I I think it comes from my parents being from Nigeria, but I didn't have the opportunity to go there until I was like, Eighteen. Not until I had the money to buy a ticket to go. Wow! And that—that that was the first time I went international. Was going home for the first time, and I was like, "Whoa! This was this is a place I dreamed about for so many years." And then to be in the country of mm. people who just look like me, it—it it, it smells like home. It feels like home. Mm. Um. It—it it, it was you know amazing because you know my my parents you know they come from like a small village, rural, and they're always talking about how all the things that they've had to overcome, you know, they've had to overcome poverty, and, you know, they've had to really fight and work hard to get to be where they are, but for us, it's just a concept until you see it, and like, oh, okay, life is not so easy over here. Maybe I need to be more thankful about the opportunities that I've been given. I I live in the U.S. where I can move freely across the world, so I I take full advantage of that, so... I've been to Nigeria. I, I try to go as often as I can. So
2: okay. if
1: not every it's not every year; every other year. Okay. So I'm itching to get back uh, this year. Awesome. Uh, I've been to Brazil a few times. Okay. I love I love Brazil nice. because uh, you know it, it's the I think I heard a statistic; it has the second most people of African descent yeah. anywhere but Nigeria. Yeah. i was yeah. like, damn, that's <laughs> that's tight. and, the, and it, it's such a beautiful place. I mean, the people are so friendly. Hmm. Um, I feel like when they're talking, it's like they're singing. They're always, they have that, that beautiful, beautiful language, the mm-hmm. dancing, the the environment is so beautiful. So, you know, I try to go to Brazil okay. uh, the same. Just as often, I went for the World Cup. Oh, which wow. was, which was Which was, it was a dream of mine. Okay. But it was kind of a dream that was, it was realized, but it was kind of disappointing because to see how, you know, these worlds, Sport organization destroy a country wow. is, is is terrible man it's terrible like you you see the the favelas and like just just a regular place where people live that were destroyed to wow. build these stadiums the stadium people me. people people can no longer afford to live there hmm. the price for everything goes up hmm. and I've been to Brazil like three times before that World Cup hmm. I went to go there for the actual thing it was so sad to me and then you go inside the stadium. And there's no black people there. I mean, wow. a country with the one of the most uh, highest populations of people from African descent. Hmm. There's not, there's no black Brazilians actually in the stadium. Wow. They're outside. They're outside selling stuff to vendors. I'm like, why is it? Like, why is it like that that everywhere we go, you know, hmm. outside of Africa, the darker you are, the harder your life is. Right. I feel like that's like the question of my life. Right. <laughs> I really do. Uh, right. he, so he Brazil. As though you know, it's still kind of a difficult country um, socially. But you know, I love going to Brazil. Um, I've been to, I've been around Europe. Mm-hmm. To, you know, a few countries in Europe. Okay. Been to Paris. I've been to uh, Amsterdam. I've been nice. to uh, a couple places in Germany. I've um, been to Japan. Went to Tokyo. Went to wow. Seoul, South Korea. <laughs> You've done a
0: whole lot of traveling.
1: Jeez. Yeah, I, I got around a little bit. Uh, okay. Like, Fortunately, when I was in school I had an internship with Delta Airlines. Okay. So I, every every other semester I would work for Delta okay. in uh in Atlanta in Atlanta at the headquarters. Okay. So the ben, the, the benefits of working for the airlines is, is pretty amazing. So you can kind of hop on a plane mm-hmm. whenever there's seats available and fly mm-hmm. for very, very cheap. So I, wow. I had a gifted uh <laughs> I was living a very gifted lifestyle right. at the time. That's awesome. So it
0: was a blessing to be able to travel so much when I was younger. That's, that's extremely awesome. Are, are there, you know, looking, looking forward a little bit to the future? Um, for you, which is both, it's kind of the question most people our age or are within our age range hate being asked, but you know, what, what does the future look like? What are your aspirations moving forward, both for, uh, yourself as an individual and yeah, this night as, as a thing you organize?
1: Yeah. <laughs> this is that interview question yep. that I <laughs> when do you see it's, yourself like, in what, five years in five years <laughs> man i hope i'm alive <laughs> i hope i'm i hope i make more money than i make now hey. uh no like, seriously mm-hmm. let me see immediate future mm-hmm. um i don't know i i i can say i want to be doing something that i'm passionate about i always Everybody, I feel like everybody says that, but it's it's so true. Like right. the job, the job I have now, it's mm-hmm. cool. I mean, it's comfortable. Right. But I feel like it's kind of eating at my soul a little bit. Eesh.
0: I <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Bro. Right, so hey. like I, now I I host and I organize things for for you know this tech company.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But it's not. Uh, it's you know it's not it doesn't feel like it feels when I'm hosting a beast night it's not Jeez. my community right
0: you right. know huh.
1: I'd rather do something that just feels like work so I know I'm not supposed to love it and I don't have to feel like I'm supposed to love it and I'm just there to get paid or I want to be doing something that I love so I can put my whole heart into That's it right. and then I don't and then I don't care how much money I'm making you know but I huh. I love how I'm spending my day so I don't know what that looks like I'm trying hey, to I'm hey, really trying you, to figure man. that out I feel <laughs> like I feel like, <laughs> I feel like that's my that's something I'm working on every day. I love to I love to travel, but okay. I don't I don't think traveling is a skill. But I think being able to connect with different cultures hmm. and communicate with people from different cultures, be empathetic, hmm. is I think those are those that's are skill, skills right. that can be applied. All
2: right.
1: Uh, so something for like an international community. Okay. Um, something that allows me to travel. Hmm. Um, I love to read. I love to take photos. I love to you know, document my experiences and I love to share them with others. So mm-hmm. if if there was a job description for that,
0: shit, like, in well, five years be, yeah. <laughs> That's what you want to be doing.
1: <laughs> yeah, five years I want I wanna be doing I wanna be doing that. Fair enough. Uh, so I have to I have to keep focused on that. But maybe I might have to go back to school or something. I book. Like I need uh need feel to, like I need retraining
0: like a reset or something. I feel it. yeah.
1: Man. And then uh you asked about a uh, Yabis night so yes. where do I see Yahweh night going? Yeah, absolutely. So that's what initially the would be was a test. It was like a test of my own self will, like what can I actually create hmm. and, and share with people. And, you know, do I have the, whatever the skills, the mental capacity to make it happen. And so far it's been, it's been all love, man. It's been all love. Awesome. So we've done so far. It's happened four times, three of three of which were in Columbus okay. and then once in LA. So, I mean, like, short-term, I definitely want to do another yeah, Got to on Black Love here in L.A. Okay. Um, because, you know, the, you know, those... The experience where you can be in a, in a community with all black people and just to talk about love, right. especially, is, is I mean, it's rare. It's, if, if ever does anybody ask you to talk about, to sh- share
0: about love. Yeah, and, you know, this is right... Oh, go ahead it, no it is it is rare like i mean i walked into the one you had in columbus like hmm. <laughs> i was like what's this gonna be like um, i've never been to anything of the sorts and, and then it, it played out phenomenally well but you know even to the concept of it was blowing my mind i didn't i didn't expect um i didn't have any expectations because i just hadn't heard of anything like that before
1: <laughs> yeah i appreciate i appreciate that and i want to i want to keep that going so i want to do i want to do one here in l.a pretty soon Awesome. Um, M- Mpumi, uh Noviva, who, you-, who yep. you met. Yes. Yep. Um, that's that's my coworker. So hey, I can definitely say I'm thankful for you know meeting her and so many yep. other people at work. But it was awesome to bring her along, hmm. and she lives here in LA as well. So right. to keep creating creating that with her will be awesome as well as my friends that are here. Awesome. Um, definitely want to bring it back to Columbus. But overall, I'm gonna i to take this thing wherever I go. You know, I want to do it in, do it in Oakland. I want to do it in. Uh, I don't know, New York. I want to mm-hmm. take this to Africa, like hey. long-term dream. Hey. Shit, what if, what if I could do Yabies night at the new African it's shrine fine. where, oh you know, mm-hmm. where you started this whole revolution, like mm-hmm. to do this in my own country, mm-hmm. you know, would be, that would be a dream come true. Hey. And what, so what was also really dope was, uh, when me and seven did the first Yabis night, okay. um, we did it on a particular day because Sham Pootie, uh, some a fell out, had a show in Columbus.
0: Oh wow. And
1: she reached she reached out to him okay. and he responded.
0: Oh, and wow. then after
1: the after the show we went and said what's up and he was like, Yo, it's so dope. it's so dope that you're doing this Yahv my thing and he just just by him giving us that blessing, I feel like Wow. Low key, like that's that's fella, you know, telling us that what we we're doing means really something. Good. Wow. wow. And, and so that's been that's been really powerful and she she's you know, I Always message him on Instagram. He's always very responsive, and he wants to see us, you know, grow it. So wow. who knows? Maybe one day hey. uh, we'll we'll be able to sync up with Sean Cootie and do it together.
0: Yeah, that would be that would be phenomenal. So we, we we're gonna put that one from your mouth to God's ears. Uh, that that's amazing, man. Um, and yeah, I think that's kind of my list of questions. You've been really, really helpful, you know, sharing. I really appreciate when people share and that speaks passionately about the things they care about. And you've, you've certainly done that today. Um, uh, do you have any final thoughts?
1: Final thoughts? Um, yeah, I can say this. I mean, I, I only met you briefly, but Uh-oh. it was awesome to just to see you come to Yabis Night to share your, your experiences as, you know, being somebody from Nigeria who's lived in the U.S. and, you know, put that into the air with you know, a community of people that you don't really know. That that takes it takes it takes courage and it it, it takes a little bit of uh, vulnerability to be able to do that. So I appreciate you for sharing, thank you, for comment, and then you know reach out to me just to you know talk to me, put my words on the on the air to other people. Like that's what it's all about. Like making these connections, bridging that gap. It's beautiful. So thank you for that.
0: I completely agree, and thank you for continuing to create spaces where people can connect and and, and you know share uh share ideas and share the things that they care about and the things they struggle with share you know you're creating spaces for people to be vulnerable and, and i got to do that i mean i really appreciate that thank you so much both for doing that and for coming on my podcast today uh if you want to say a final uh, goodbye to all of my listeners uh yo to
1: everybody listening to pod save Africa appreciate y'all um, peace and blessings and
0: any kind of good vibe I wish them upon you <laughs> awesome. Awesome. and I think that's it hey, thank you so much sir and uh, to my listeners you have a wonderful rest of your day thank you very much well, actually know before we go where can we find you, you go, where can my listeners if they want to check up your thoughts if they want to find you on Instagram or whatnot, where can we find oh. you oh okay cool my time for a shameless plug man. Yeah, yeah let's hit that shameless <laughs> uh, plug
1: yeah, on Instagram, EcoBeezy, I K O B E E Z Y. There's also a handle for Yabis Night. Okay. Um, I have a website, it's just my name, EcoBaco.com, which you know I update intermittently, but I'm working on it. And then uh, also creating a right now, I'm in the process of creating a website for Yabees Night, just a place for people to, you know, to share ideas, and kind of have a, a more ongoing online community. So. Look out for that, javisnight.com. Yeah, um, that'll be done as soon as I can focus. That's what I'm trying to do, right? Uh, awesome, man.
0: Thank you so much for coming on, and you have a wonderful rest of your day. All right. Thanks.